0: You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. Hell yeah. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. Hell yeah. So let's get started, Art. Let's do it. Nowadays, people always want to be in a rush. Rushing the next hour, rushing the next week, even rushing the next year. Time is so valuable. Which brings us to today's topic. Are you running a sprint or a marathon? Right. Now let me let me tell you a quick story. A few weeks ago, I ran to a fellow actor. He's an aspiring talent like us. I mean, he's on his grind. We follow each other on social media.
1: Hmm.
0: Halfway through the conversation, he says, man, you know, Kev, I just want to, I can't wait to get this success. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, what's the rush? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, don't get me wrong. That is the ultimate goal. Right. But appreciate the grind. Exactly. We're on this journey for a reason. Life is about progression. We're supposed to make progress. Now, I don't know his goals or anything, but how I look at it is, until I have completed every single goal at a professional level, then I haven't reached success. Right. I mean, because I'm in it for the long run.
1: That's exactly it right there, bro. I mean... You know, the hard truth people refuse to accept is that a lot of y'all really don't want this life. You know what I'm saying? And for that reason, a lot of y'all simply will not last. You know, I'll be 28 this August, and from one way to the next, I've been pursuing this dream of being a filmmaker for, shit, the last 20-plus years, you know? Before I knew anything about anything, I can remember all of the films my father used to bring home for me to watch as a kid. Uh, I grew up in Inglewood, California, off West Arborvita Street and Rosewood Avenue. Uh, you know, I couldn't tell you what's over there now, but right across Arborvita, there used to be this strip mall uh, on Arborvita and Eucalyptus. I remember they had like a little general store in the corner where me and the homies would go get like laser pointers and magnifying glasses and shit. And it was this pink box donut shop where I would go play Metal Slug after school and they also had a video store for you know vhs rentals and shit and you know it had an adult section in the back behind the curtain and all of that and what seemed like every day after he got off work pops would stop at the video store and pick something up you know kitty shit at first barney barney and friends three ninjas power rangers that kind of shit but as i got older and we talking like six seven years old i remember the films getting better he put me on to people like Jackie Chan with shit like Rumble in the Bronx and Jet Li with Black Mask. Uh, he took me to see Blade when I was eight, my first R-rated feature. John Carpenter's Vampires—that shit gave me nightmares. Uh, I remember being nine, watching my first Cronenberg. You know, I was real, real heavy in the video games. And one night he brought home Existence with Jennifer Jason Leigh and what uh, was it Jude Law? And, yeah. Um Yeah, that shit was crazy. Then, you know, The Matrix came out, and it was pretty much a rap after that. You know, that one right there changed, you know, everything. I remember waiting six months for the video store to get it in stock, Then once I had it, the video store never got it back. You feel me?
0: You bringing back them classics, bro. (laughs) Mine was The Media Man with Robert Townsend. Yeah. He starred, wrote, and directed it. Crazy. Man, classic. That was in 93. My first rated R movie was CB4. Wow! <laughs> you remember with Chris Rock? How could I forget? And the late Charlie Murphy, man. Rest in peace. So, uh,
1: so what got you in the film? You know, like what kicked it all off?
0: My backstory is pretty similar. Before my family moved to Texas, we lived in Queens, New York. Okay. I could really remember like it was yesterday. My mother Good. would always have some type of. She would always have a movie or a TV show playing and have me sitting in front watching while she was cooking.
1: Right.
0: I was captivated by acting at an early age. Mm -hmm. A childhood classic of mine was Bebe's kids. (laughs) Mm. Also, I played with Legos a lot. I would always make my own movies. I would create scenes. My mother could tell you a lot better, but her and the family knew exactly what I was doing. I would switch the pieces for their clothes and I would have each character in different places. I mean, if you walked in a room, you could tell exactly what I was doing. Yeah, right. But I truly believe we are all here for a purpose. I got the spark very early. I always knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know exactly how I was gonna get there.
1: Right.
0: As I got older, around 10, 11, my mom used to give me five to $10 to go see the movies while she was at work. I -hmm. would see two movies in a day, sometimes three. (laughs) I was just studying acting in all genres very early. My first audition was at 12. That was for Nickelodeon's All That.
1: And, you know, even even when it came to playing with toys, I've always seemed to have this passion for telling stories and, you know, scene work and stunts and camera blocking. And, you know, I only wanted action figures. They had to be six inches tall and come with at least eight points of articulation. Uh, I would spend hours in my room just emulating scenes from all the movies I had seen. Then you know, The Fast and the Furious came out. And those two sequels, the first two anyway. And, you know, next thing I know, it was Cars, Cars, Cars. You know what I'm saying? I had all the models from the films in and, uh, and 118 scale and destroyed every last one of them. Trying to recreate those scenes from the films. You know, I had I had been studying film on a purely emotional level in all these different ways, and it was fun for me. You know, I remember getting really depressed for the first time when I left L.A. back in 07, and how my taste in film kind of switched up from there, because before that, I was really only into, you know, whatever had the biggest marketing budget or, you know, shit like that. But being in a new place and not having any friends, I needed something to connect to. So I went out and saw uh, There Will Be Blood, and, you know, again, everything changed for like the next 10 years after that. I'd have the pleasure of watching all of Paul Thomas Anderson's films multiple times, you know, even flying back to L.A. to catch a special screening of Punch Drunk Love back by a live orchestra. You know, I'd catch myself at film festivals, walking out of screenings for shit like Winter Sleep and American Honey thinking, damn, that was fire. But how the fuck did I get here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um right yeah anyway that was that was a really long story but there's a point to it you ready fast forward to now the person who's just seen there will be blood for the first time and now they want to make movies how well do you think they'd fare against someone like me you know they haven't they haven't experienced those up and downs and with with the technology being what it is they might think all they have to do is go out and shoot something on their phone and then they can pretty much write their own ticket but they haven't done the homework they weren't in acting school back in 2011 where we met you know what I'm saying they haven't spent the last three years working on a short film watching it evolve into something entirely different than what we had planned for you know they weren't spending their weekends going to see shows at the Amundsen Theater back in back in the 2000's you know what I'm saying and I'm not saying all of this to discourage anyone Um. What I'm hoping is that if you don't already know, after hearing this, you'll understand that even if you've been at this for the last 10 years, there are people who've been at it way longer. And, you know, not that you need to be worried about them because you don't. You do, however, need to keep going. There's going to be, you know, times that you get tired or life gets in the way. I mean, hell, you may even lose interest altogether for a while. I know I have on several occasions, but. You have to persist. You know what I'm saying? All of the time, I I hear from people how easy I make this look. And I never really understood why until we sat down to do this episode. And it's because I've been running this race since before I could walk. If you're just starting out, you know, don't look ahead to where I am and think you can slow down once you pass me. Because, yeah, we might be on the same track, but I've already lapped you a thousand times over. So just keep going.
0: That's exactly what it's about. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it. Pursue it to the fullest. Right. Never get comfortable, because you you can get a little bit of success.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can work ten years, get what you came for, and lose it the next week. Exactly. Then what? See, what? Well, Speak <sighs> on it. I don't even want to put a number on my career. Right. I just wanna work. And show my range because seeing guys like Robert Townsend, mm-hmm. seeing Will Smith, yeah. from Fresh Prince to Bad Boys, to mm-hmm. Ali, right. to playing Chris Gardner in the pursuit of happiness, All to of Bright.
1: Yeah.
0: And Jamie Foxx. Oh man. From Wanda to Buns to <laughs> Willie Beeman to Ray.
1: Man.
0: The Django and Mike Tyson next. What's up, Classic. man? Classic. At nine years old, watching movies, telling myself, I want to be a successful working actor.
1: Right.
0: It's 20 years later. I still want to do that shit. It it, it just means more because I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. And we're actually making progress. We're in the industry. We're working, man. Right, right. It's a marathon. The race does not stop.
1: Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Artistic and Ambitious, Episode 6. Thank you all for listening. Anything else you want to add, KB? I
0: just want to say thank you to everybody who's been subscribing, who's been just constantly listening to us every single week. Um, we love the feedback and appreciate all the support. So, yes, just keep rocking with us, and we're definitely going to have more guests come on the more the show grows. So share this with your friends. Have those friends share with their friends.
1: And that's a wrap. We'll catch y'all next time.
0: face house no undergarments on my star face spouse my be the twist and reefer and delivering that dough to the front door like a piece of car-